CMU, this is Natalie DeFore, um, editor of Century View. I'm here with my co-host, Ben. Hello. And today we have a guest, um, Professor Darren Doyle, who is a fiction creative writing professor. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> um, and so, uh, Darren, would you like to read us some of your work? I would love to. Okay. I happen to have a story with me. Uh, I carry <laughs> them around with me. Yeah. <laughs> Just in case somebody asked. All right. Yeah, this is a very short piece um, called Party Town. The party never stopped at Party Town. No matter the hour, day, or season, music blared from homes and apartments where people danced and booze flowed. Classic rock, house beats, country, Latin jazz, whatever your taste, the only rule was to crank that shit. <laughs> Solo cups, littered lawns, sprinkled like red candies amid cornhole boards, sofas, and beer pong tables. Folks wandered the streets, house to house, searching for more and finding it. Old, young, black, white, fat, thin, they were all invited and they all came. Little kids zipped around playing tag as their parents got wasted. For as long as anyone could remember, it had been this way. They were exhausted, sure, but having a ton of fun. Sleep was allowed, if you needed it, which everyone eventually did. But they all got used to nodding off to the thump of bass and the squeals of happy revelers. They had heard about other towns where people had jobs and went to school and volunteered for soup kitchens. The residents of Party Town thought, nasty. Those things didn't sound fun. Have a good time was their motto. Life was too short to be monkeying around with shit like that. Sure, some got sick or died, but that was no reason not to keep partying. If you couldn't make lemonade out of lemons, you might as well be a tadpole or something. They were put here on earth to live, damn it and they were going to live. Funerals were even bigger parties than everyday parties because they wanted to show God or whoever was up there that, hey, asshead, you aren't going to stop our fun. <laughs> Nobody was sure or could remember whether they had power in their homes and gasoline in their cars or whom to thank for the endless supply of wine, beer, and spirits. Whenever the topic came up, they would shrug and say, who the hell cares? The less they thought about stuff like this, the better. As the, as the decades passed, the partying took a toll. Children, teens, and adults, they were all pretty haggard. Most were addicted to alcohol and cigarettes, and in some cases, narcotics. Men's bellies bloated, women's too. Bad skin all around. Flabby, weak, and foggy-minded people. Lots of STDs, you had it. Fist fights, dramatic screaming matches, lack of sleep and poor diet meant long-term issues like hepatitis and bone degeneration. Life expectancy kept shrinking, babies born with fetal alcohol syndrome, whatever. The people didn't get sad about this stuff, it was just the way it was. Whenever a person pointed out the problems in Party Town, another would be there to say, there's always been problems throughout history. We just like to think we have it worse now. It's so egotistical. Then they would hug tearfully and say, wow, remember how we always heard that life is short? Well, it really is, man. It really is. And they would raise their glasses and toast, and they would party even harder in daylight and darkness. Nice. Thanks for that. Thank yes. you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So I guess the first question uh, we have is just kind of a general one. Mm -hmm. um, we were just curious what your favorite part about like the CMU create, creative writing program is or just like the being here in general. 
Uh, well, not to sound um, like I'm um, like I'm sucking up to you all, but the, the <laughs> students really are are the best. I, I um, you know, that's that's what makes uh, my job pleasant and yeah. um, rewarding. And um, you know, it's it's the energy is is very good. The the there's a lot of enthusiasm uh, for writing, for support for each other's work, support for the faculty's work. Um, support for the visiting writers that we bring in um, and the students are not afraid to um, put in the work and you know I really appreciate that there's yeah. there's a uh, it doesn't always happen but but you see uh, a lot of um, willingness to listen and revise and and you know keep improving and challenging yourself so um, you know that's what it's all about I mean that that's how you become uh, good at anything yes yeah. right. so so yeah definitely the students i also really appreciate my colleagues as well the other mm -hmm. creative writers um you know professor bean read last night um love i love going to theirs and and hearing what they're working on that always pushes me um to want to do better <laughs> and um so yeah the, i'd say those two things okay cool um, and our second question, uh, why have why do you like to write fiction? What are some of your favorite stories that you've written? What are some of my favorite stories that I've written? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, the reason I like, I don't know, that's uh, a great simple question. Why do I like to write fiction? <laughs> um, I, I guess in truth, partly because I've always loved to read it. Mm, and so okay. um, whatever feeling reading it gave me, I wanted to give that to myself or give it to other people I suppose and um, I've always I, I think had a um, affinity for language and, and words and so um, it, it also just gives you a chance to be playful and to live inside mm -hmm. another person's skin I, I mm -hmm. frankly think my own life is kind of boring and uh, you know um, it's a way to um, to inhabit another um, set of circumstances, uh, yeah. you know, a whole another psychology. Uh, I, I find people really interesting, mm -hmm. and so I'm always just interested in um, thinking about different situations, different personalities, and, and yeah. so on. And you know, at the bottom line, it, it just it's entertainment. Um, mm -hmm. You know, hopefully, it can be substantial entertainment, and it can raise questions about bigger things. But ultimately. Does it um, does it entertain you? That mm -hmm. and so I I think sometimes that whole simple notion gets lost sometimes, and right. we think things have to be profound, and I think they can be, and and that's great. Um, but it also should be entertaining, and yeah. if it's not, then it it's harder to get that whatever ideas across. So uh, favorite things I don't know. Um, you know it's it's. As you probably know, mm -hmm. you write, you know, we tend to like the things that we've written recently. Right. Maybe mm -hmm. um, there are certainly pieces that I'm, I'm proud of. Um, one of the pieces from my collection, um, The Dark Will End the Dark is my collection. And one of the pieces is called Barney Hester. And um, it's about this kid, well, a man looking back on when he was a kid, when he had this good friend who was kind of a little bit of a bully to him, mm -hmm. and um, they had this kind of intense friendship, and they meet this girl, and, and the girl ultimately ends up swallowing 
the boy, <laughs> the friend. And um, so he's lived with this memory of this his friend being swallowed by this girl and witnessing it. And um, I don't know where that idea came from, um, but I, I really like the way the story turned out. It, it yeah. ended up uh, being... A, a kind of magical realism that I really like, which is um, where y- you don't know whether this event actually happened the way that the uh, that it's being depicted, but it almost uh, doesn't matter. It matters that the character believes it, mm-hmm. and yeah. um, it's all about his um, coming to terms with something like that. Yeah. So that's that's one that stands out. Yeah, I remember. I think it was like a year ago. You were telling me about how you're writing a story about a guy who worked at Home Depot, but he's yeah. like. A werewolf, right? Right. right. Yes. That was a pretty neat idea. <laughs> yeah, I I, uh, I haven't worked on that in a little while. I got about 125 pages in, and then okay. I um, I decided, uh, you know, to start writing these short pieces. Mm-hmm. I think, um, but I uh, yeah, I, I was enjoying writing that. Um, I think I hit a spot where I got my character in a situation that I don't know how to get him out of, <laughs> so I kind of <laughs> stopped. But it, yes, he's a werewolf. He lives or works at Home Depot. <laughs> lives in rural Michigan. He, he they bought the house because where he got the house um, in order to. Um, live his life as a werewolf without letting his wife know so he like um tries to plan events for her to take her out of town whenever the moon cycle comes around and he has deer out in his woods that he thinks (laughs) as long as i can just go eat those deer you know my bloodlust will be satisfied and (laughs) no one will be the wiser and then he encounters these squatchers in the woods when he's a werewolf there's um sasquatch hunters out there (laughs) because there's been activity out there and so they end up setting up trap cameras and so that starts to complicate his um his plan gotcha wow that's interesting yeah Yeah. thanks thanks. there's also larpers in it that's awesome live action role players yeah 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 so i was having fun but um i don't know the writing a novel is kind of lonely and um Mm -hmm. it's and I've, i've written a few i have a couple that are still not published and i keep kind of working on those so I, I kind of thought I don't want to start another novel right. <laughs> another, you know. big project exactly <laughs> the, the short ones that I've been writing like Party Town that I read are um, satisfying in the short term because you can get mm-hmm. more immediate gratification yeah. yeah I've gotten a few published already so it's nice. like yay you know whereas <laughs> in a novel you kind of just you know hunker Throw it down at and, people and <laughs> hunker down for a while Throw yeah. out at people and hunger down for a while. Yeah, well, you don't share with anybody really, yeah. or, or I don't. I mean, mm-hmm. I wish that, that's what I miss about being in a writing community like you guys are. Um, you know, it's it's harder to find people who will read your yeah. stuff. And maybe they would. Maybe I just don't want to burden them with it. But anyway, it feels very isolating. Yeah. So. yeah. And you you don't know if it's good or not. You're just kind of slaving away at this thing. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And yeah. So. It's a tough road. <laughs> yes. So um, what led you here to CMU? You said that you started, you liked fiction because you read fiction and liked it. Um, so I guess what I'm asking is, like, when did you start writing? When did you decide that you th- thought you could make a little money off of writing? And <laughs> when did you finally end yeah. up over here? Um, well, that's a great question. I I really, I wrote a lot in high school. Um I, I would just write to entertain myself. I would mm-hmm. write in a notebook. A friend of mine and I would, um, he was a very close friend, and we did a lot of collaborative things. And so I'd like start a story and hand it off to him when I'd pass him in the hallway just to make each other laugh. It was just <laughs> nothing, you know, it was absolutely to 
diversion from high school. Um, so uh, then after a while, I started focusing more on music and started doing that and um, kind of tabled that writing. I took one intro to creative writing class at Western with Bill mm-hmm. Olson, the poet, and um, that was wonderful, but I was a, an ed major. So I started taking a lot of general ed classes and some some English classes, but no more writing ones. Um, ultimately, like I told you, um, I didn't get into the ed program. Yeah. I, my GPA was a little too low. I slacked off a little too much. <laughs> and um, so I dropped out of school and um, played music for a couple more years, two and a half years. Then I, um, I realized um, that I had enough credits that I could just... Um, kind of quickly finish up an English major. I'd always liked English classes. Um, so, I t- so I went back and took a, a fiction class and a poetry class and um, started thinking about it more seriously. And um, that's when Bill Olson, um, my poetry professor, suggested you could apply to the MFA program here mm-hmm. and you could you know, get a, you could teach classes if you got an assistantship. And I, I had no idea that such a thing existed. Um, but that's really when I wrote my first like quote-unquote serious story i guess um not it didn't have to be serious in in tone but where i was really trying to write a a crafted story um for other people to read and um and poetry as well i really focused on i I was kind of half and half poetry and fiction Mm -hmm. so i got in the mfa program there and that just changed my whole trajectory and um you know, I, I guess I never really thought. Honestly, I, I never thought about making money on it. I just mm-hmm. was, I just was so happy to have something that I cared about. I also had played in a band for so many years, and in that, you have to depend on four other guys, <laughs> and um, sometimes they're not all, you know, as motivated as one another. So it was kind of frustrating sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. And this was something I could do myself and yeah. only rely on myself for. And so I was happy to have that, a great creative outlet that yeah. um, I, I would just have fun, you know, writing something at night and then waking up in the morning going, what did I do? What did I write? I can't remember. And then like, <laughs> oh, wow, that was not bad, you know, <laughs> just to, again, to entertain myself. And so I, I, I think I eventually did. Um, I didn't even think I wanted to be a professor after the MFA necessarily. I we I lived in in Japan with my wife. Mm-hmm. Um, we taught English there. I came back thinking I would just find a job. I did. I worked at a pharmaceutical company as a tech writer. It, it sucked, and I was uh, <laughs> it was one of those cubicle jobs. And so that was what pushed me. And I, mm-hmm. I realized that I could. They had PhD programs as well. So I thought I'll just go back because I just missed school. And yeah. even then, I wasn't thinking. Um, become a professor necessarily, even though I had taught in my MFA program. Um, but that certainly was after I got into the PhD, mm-hmm. I started thinking more seriously about professionalizing myself. <laughs> so I ended up to, I'm sorry, I'm being long winded, but um, okay. uh, yeah, so that job market after the PhD was, was miserable. Uh, you know, I would send out 100 applications, you know, get a couple of interviews. I got close a few times, got campus interviews at various places, but I, I ultimately wasn't getting a tenure-track job. I, I ended up getting like a visiting assistant professor mm-hmm. job at Miami University. Then I then I got 
these are like year year yeah. by year contracts and so i got one there teaching comp then i got one at the university of louisville teaching slightly more interesting classes to me literature ones and uh, um, an intro to creative writing one and then i got um, a job at kansas state teaching all creative writing and um and then my book came out and that really helped a lot you yeah kind of that helps your application so <laughs> then i got a few job offers and i it chose michigan central because i'm my family's from Michigan and yeah seemed like a cool place yeah. and Bean was here I already knew Bean from Louisville actually mm-hmm. so okay. yeah cool nice that might be way more than you ever wanted to know <laughs> no we like to hear about your journey oh thank you yeah um and so as far as like um being in a band how does that like influence your writing do you write songs as well or are you more just on the instrument side or yeah, I do write songs. Mm-hmm. Um, not as much as I used to. I did when I was in the band, and I have this friend of mine that I wrote stories with. He, you know, plays, and the, he was the one that we started playing music together when we were fifteen. And um, so, over the years, I've continued to keep in touch with him. We mm-hmm. had a band um, in Kalamazoo even after the other one that I was in um, broke up. Um, so I continued. I'll, I'll go record at his place sometimes, and and now I do Daryl and the Beans um, with yeah. Bean and Fanning, and um, we've done a couple of my original songs in that. Okay. So we do mostly covers, but here and there I'll, you know, it's it's the kind of thing that I I, I when I'm sitting around at home I mostly just play other mm-hmm. people's songs, um, but um, once in a while some will strike me. Yeah. I, I'm good at melody. I'm good at uh, chord progressions, but um, lyrics for some reason are hard for me. I don't yeah, know, you right. would think you're a writer, dude. Um, but <laughs> I just, uh, I, if I don't have an idea of what to write about, I just end up, it's just gobbledygook and yeah. it's nothing. Yeah. So um, <laughs> once in a while, like a topic will hit me and sometimes it comes out yeah. real easily, but I can't force it. Yeah. So. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, and do you have, <laughs> I was thinking this question, I forgot it, but now I remembered oh. it. That's why I'm stalling. <laughs> but um, are you? do you guys have any like um, upcoming performances with the band, like Daryl and the Beans? Or? One year from now. No, we always play. <laughs> we, we really just play once a year. Um, okay. But no, this year we might. Um, uh, there's some kind of porch concert series this summer um, in Mount Pleasant. I guess they're oh, cool. you know having people set up instruments on their porches and other you know, cool. people can walk around huh. and hear them yeah so we might do that that's in june okay. that sounds really that's cool a, yeah that does, that does. Uh, it's a great idea so but typically we're just i think we're just too busy yeah. To, yeah. to get together and play enough it's unfortunate because it's it's a great outlet even yeah. if we're not doing a show just to practice um, yeah do either of you play music um i used to play the drum set back in high school in jazz band oh yeah yeah oh. and i tried to play guitar for a little bit oh, okay. working on it still but mostly drums <laughs> so you still play drums yeah yeah nice great maybe you could show me some things i, I play <laughs> drums but you know that was my first instrument actually but yeah i was in sixth grade you know i was playing <laughs> the mash theme song yeah. and rocky and stuff like that but then i eventually got a set and i i've just i've never taken lessons gotcha. after those initial ones um but it's fun yeah it is it's a great outlet yeah so. definitely yeah. um yeah, I've played the guitar a little bit. I have a ukulele oh. that I want to play, but oh, nice. I need to get to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I have a ukulele, too. Those, oh, are, yeah. those are fun. Yeah. Um, what kind of stuff do you play? Um, well, it's been a while. I actually 
I haven't played the, my guitar in a, in a long time. I need to re, <laughs> relearn Revisit it. it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I need happens. to get lessons for ukulele, probably because I. Ah, you don't need no lessons. You don't. Okay. Nah. <laughs> Just get a chord book that teaches the chords. Yeah. Okay. Maybe a few songs. You know, it's a little song book. I got okay. a ukulele um, song book. A couple of them. Oh, I'll, okay. I'll lend them to you. Okay, thank you. Yeah. That's cool. I play a mean tambourine, but uh, oh, nice. Oh, really? Yeah, I actually have one in my trunk of my car right now. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you just walk around. Yeah. And, you know, some beat on that thing. Cool. Yeah. Um, okay, so our next question for you. Uh, do you have any advice for uh, creative writers? I have so much advice. <laughs> <laughs> um, <you> would. <laughs> yeah, well, I think, yeah, the biggest advice um, is one word, persistence. That's, okay. that's it. I mean, I, honestly, I can remember talking with Bean in Louisville when I, you know, knew him there and... Um, I was going through, you know, a pretty miserable time of, mm-hmm. you know, because you're just always applying, always trying to get published, trying to get into a conference, trying to get a job, and getting rejected, yeah. rejected, rejected all the time, and it beats mm-hmm. you down. And um, and he told me he had read some article where they did a big survey of a bunch of successful writers, published writers, and the the one thread. The, between all of them was was persistence. You just yeah. just don't stop, and mm-hmm. and it will something will happen. Good yeah. things will happen. Mm-hmm. So that's the hardest thing, and especially when you get out of a community of writers um, mm-hmm. and and are on your own. It, like I said, it's a very isolating thing. It can yeah. be, and so um, and then when you're getting rejected, and and you kind of start questioning yourself, why in the world am I doing this? You know. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to push through that and just trust um, that what you're doing is good. Don't stop learning. Don't stop trying to improve. But just have faith, you know, that things will eventually work out. So, it, yeah. but it's it's hard. Any art, you mm-hmm. know, pursuing any art is um, your the odds are stacked against you. But but you will you will do it. Okay. So awesome. Thanks That's for that. Good to, yeah. To keep in mind. Yeah, it is. It's right. helped me. Yeah. Yeah. And then the last question I think we have is um, so you already talked a little bit about um, the novel that you put away. You're done with Werewolves for a bit. But we're <laughs> curious about what you're currently working on right now. Well, I have this um, these short stories that I've been writing. I, I've had a number published. I, I wrote a bunch last year, like 24 of these short things. And um, they're not all great, but um, a number of them I'm happy with. And then I started looking at other things that I've gotten published more recently um and i started to form them into a collection Mm -hmm. and so i'm kind of feeling like that's that's a decent start on a collection Mm -hmm. called scoundrels among us Mm -hmm. um and that title might change eventually but that's for now um and i i have um a novel that i have been boy it's a long story but i won't bore you but it's a it's a kind of crime thriller literary crime thriller i suppose yeah. you call it comic but dark um take place in grand rapids um it's about these high school boys who call themselves the deviants and they um get kind of um uh, embroiled in this um murder of somebody at their high school yeah um and so that one um, my agent had for a while, and it was kind of a question of whether it was a YA 
or an adult mm-hmm. book because mm-hmm. it's sort of I guess falls between the cracks. I don't read a lot yep. of YA, but um, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so anyway, my my agent does do a lot of YA, but she ultimately decided to, to try it as an adult piece, and um, that fell on deaf ears. I don't. I didn't. It didn't even get rejected. It just got kind of like ignored by mm-hmm. those. Um, adult editors at publishing houses so um so recently um she she said i think this could really sell as a ya book so she's um giving me some concrete i I actually went through it eliminated one of the there was an adult another adult point of view in Mm -hmm. it that i took out and i think it's actually better now without that so it's kind of streamlined a little Mm -hmm. bit so i'm I'm, I'm continuing to work on that and who knows uh, you know it's it's a little odd to try to yeah. write for a certain marketplace. I'm mm-hmm. not used yeah. to doing that, so yeah. we'll see how it goes. I mean, I, I like it. What for those that's work? Maybe I'll just keep it to myself. <laughs> that sounds it. exciting, though. But yeah, thank you, thank you. Yeah, it is exciting. Yeah. It's kind of fun to try. Right. Um, yeah. I, I told myself I would just try this mm-hmm. challenge, try something different, um, and, and see what happens. You know, got nothing to lose really. Yeah. Mm-hmm sounds great thank you yeah well thank you for coming in yeah. thank you Professor for your questions Doyle. yeah um and thank you to the listeners for listening <laughs> um this is our last podcast for the semester but um tune in next fall and our submission deadline is uh passed already for the semester but continue to write and submit in the fall to cmu century review at gmail.com and our reading for the semester is going to be next Friday, April 22nd at 530 in the Baver Room. Thank you, everybody. Thank you.